What's going on gamers? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I'm the Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this Out of the Crypt episode. Now you might be wondering what is an Out of the Crypt episode? This is an episode where I go back to my blog. That's right, I used to have a blog way before I had a podcast and I take those posts and I turn them into a new episode. Now when I do this, I also pretty much read as I wrote that blog. I'll occasionally jump in and kind of give you an updated version of it. But in the case of this, as we're going to be looking at the Assassin's Creed Origins review, if I tried to give that review now, I'm not going to lie, I would do the game a lot of injustice. However, reading what I wrote back in early 2018 when I beat the game, it's fresh, it's exactly how I felt, and it does the game just. So with that being said, I will, again, occasionally pop in and just kind of give you an updated perspective on things. But for the most part, this is exactly how I wrote it. So let's jump in. And let me just say that a few years ago, before the release of Syndicate, I did a blog on my feelings for each of the Assassin's Creed games to that point. And in that blog, I felt like the series needed a drastic change. Sure, I love the often overlooked Rogue, and I felt like Unity really didn't step up and advance the series. Then Syndicate dropped, and I fell in love with that game. Like, it reinvigorated my love for the franchise. And of course, then I would have to wait two years for Origins. And I gotta tell you, Origins came out and it really knocked my socks off. It was a soft reboot, but it was exactly what it needed. Now, when I do this review, I want to point out that I've completed the game stories, I've completed the Hidden Ones DLC, I've upgraded all my gear, I've done a lot of the tombs. The only thing I really haven't finished is I've got about 30 side quests and points of interest left over. So I'm not 100% complete, but I am far enough along that I feel like I can give a fair review. Now, in a 2023 update, understand I have done everything in that game except for about 30 side quests. One day, one day I'll go back and do that, but I've done everything to the point that I even have the platinum in the game. So, what makes Origins so great in my eyes when it comes to the innovation it provided for the series? The answer to that comes from my biggest issue with Assassin's Creed Unity. And see, in Unity, I had a big issue with the side quest that they called Paris Missions. They're not bad, but very basic. There was just nothing special about the setup, no scene played, and most came down to a seemingly random NPC would tell you some issue they had while they never stopped doing the tasks that they're doing, and then you would go investigate and do whatever it is you do. Sure, it wasn't bad, but there was just no depth to these missions. And I can tell you, as somebody that replayed Unity last year, yeah, they're, they're still very bland. Now, even in Syndicate, they slightly expanded upon those missions, but it just didn't really feel like they fit in a post-Witcher 3 game design for larger open-world games. I mean, we all know what Witcher 3 did for side-questing games. So Origins answered that challenge by not only providing a large amount of these side-quests in the game, but also making them lengthy, deep, and of all the ones I've played, none of them felt like fetch quests. What is so impressive is the characters you meet in the side quests really build a better picture of the world you're playing in. One of the complaints I've read about this game in reviews and message boards online is that Bayek was an uninteresting and flat lead character. However, to those people, I tell them to dive into the side quest. Sure, Bayak never becomes the charismatic character that the Ezio or the Fry Twins become, but these side quests really do show a lot more to Bayak's personality. There are moments of humor and fun from him. The main missions he is always presented as he's just focused and he's on a quest for revenge, but these side missions really flesh him out. These side quests really impressed me, and some were better than others, not gonna lie, but none felt as bland as the ones we got in Unity. The world itself is massive with tons of points of interest to check out. What really threw me off is as I got to the final push of the game, there were several areas that I never naturally progressed through during the course of my play. That is just how big this map is. 
these areas are different from each other and for the most part at the same time they don't feel disconnected from each other. There's a natural flow to the world and to them that it makes it feel realistic to go from a desert in the south to a nice breezy looking coast in the north of the map. In each area, the previously mentioned points of interest fill each area with a wide variety of tasks to take on from forts to hidden treasures to animals to kill and honestly several more. The best part is this game is based around your character's level and these areas reflect that. Go to the far west too early in the game and almost every activity are going to be leveled way above you making it almost impossible to accomplish them at first. I enjoyed this because it gave me a reason to pace myself and also challenge myself if I came across a fort that was just a few levels too high. Honestly, I really like that as well because what it did is if you start off in Siwa, for example, and that's like a level 5 area, so your toughest enemy is level 5. Once you get to level 5, you feel like you can hang with them. However, if you come back later in the game, when you're like level 60, 70, those level 5 enemies, you are going to be slaughtering them. I mean, it makes you feel like you've really accomplished something. You've really been progressing in your character development. However, I will say in the 2023 version of me, who's now played Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Valhalla is very similar to what Origins did. Odyssey is the one that kind of is its own thing where everybody levels up with you and I've always maintained that I felt like that hurt the game because you never got that progression. Alright, jumping back into 2018 here. Now I will say when I played through the first expansion, The Hidden Ones, I was a little taken back when I found out the majority of the points of interest were forts, but in the main game they are much more varied. I never felt like I did too much of the same activity. Of course, there's plenty of times looking at the map, I just felt overwhelmed with everything left to do, especially as I got to the end of the game and the end of my playtime was starting to wrap up. However, I will also point out that this wasn't just a case of map clutter like was in Unity, where it's just everything all over the map. And yeah, in 2022 when I replayed the game, it's still very cluttered. This map is huge and Ubisoft filled it with enjoyable things to do and see, something to always be interested and have fun with. Now, the biggest change to this game for me was the combat. This is more of a patient style of fighting in this game, unlike say Syndicate, Rogue, Assassin's Creed 3 and 4, where you're actually going to have a lot of trouble if you're fighting a group of people at one time unless you are several levels higher than them. A big focus on the combat is blocking and dodging attacks in this game. Here's the thing, I didn't hate this new combat at all, but I really enjoy the four previously mentioned games combat system. I, I like that fast style pace that really kind of makes you feel like a badass. But in Origins, the system is slower, but it, man, does it still feel awesome. Each weapon and attack has some weight to them. Sure, there were times where I wanted to be quicker, but I enjoyed what it had here. Plus, there's also some awesome skills that really add to the combat. I will say, I did miss the double hidden blade assassination, but I won't knock the game for that since that was something that Ezio really was the first to master. So for me, honestly, once I got the hang of the combat, I absolutely loved it. And as 2023 me will tell you, I'm going to be honest, I felt like it got even better in Odyssey, and then I think it is dang near perfect in Valhalla. Now, the game also fleshes out an upgrade system that was somewhat in Unity and Syndicate. It pushes the game into an almost RPG style. Using different materials and animal skins to improve your gear was something I really enjoyed and also something that caused me to slow down from time to time to focus on more than just kind of running through the main missions or side quests. With your levels also comes more and better loot and weapons. Weapons have different skills and levels along with different bonuses and what's really cool is the weapons occasionally have curses attached to them that can cause you to lose health. 
The RPG system here is dang near perfect for action fans that are not wanting to get too deep into an RPG experience. My favorite part of this game is the story, which I won't lie. At first, I couldn't understand how this was going to be the origins of the Brotherhood. From the lore of previous games, assassins have been around for a while. Like, I thought they were from the big catastrophic event that kind of wiped out the Itsu race. Well, what we understand as we progress through this game is, sure, there were different elements fighting, and you had the Order, the Templar, like their precursor type style cult. But this is the game that really starts forming the tenets. When people start coming together to say, hey... Those Order members, we gotta stop them. And I actually enjoyed seeing how these tenants were formed that we know about in Assassin's Creed 1. Some of them were kind of sad, like not being able to be married. That really kind of hits hard when that happens in the game. And some were just some awesome fan moments, like for example how the iconic symbol came about. Bayek is a great character that I hope we see in a future game or two. The early rumors pointed towards a trilogy of games based around Bayek, and I could easily see that. Or honestly, as a friend of mine, Hulking Yoda, from Lost at Sea Gaming, a great gaming podcast right here on Spotify, suggested I would take the lead for the next game. Not only would that make sense in the story with seeing the Brotherhood expand and also making it seem bigger than just one person, but I was just a fantastic character. For all the grief the gaming industry gets for its lack of female characters and how they're represented when they're there, Aya and Evie from Syndicate were both great examples of strong female characters you play as. Now, 2023 me knows that that didn't happen. Hopefully, we still maybe see him again somehow, some way, but unfortunately, it seems like Bayek's story was kind of one and done. I will say the story does get a little cliche when trying to find the person who killed your son, and of course, it goes up a ladder of the Order, aka the earlier Templars. I didn't have too much of an issue here, but I thought it would have been fresh if, say, the second person you killed was your son Killers, but now... Bayek was committed to the cause, meaning it's not about just revenge, it's about growing this cause and expanding from there. Not a big issue, and the strong characters make up for it, but also not groundbreaking either. I mean, we've kind of seen this trope before. My single biggest issue was while the Precursor race were dressed in different temples you find in the world, this is the game that the Juno story was pushed to comic books. That was absolutely a huge letdown for me, and I can tell you in 2023, I'm still very let down by that. The Hidden Ones DLC, though, was great. The story's well done. It didn't try to go and get too deep with a short amount of time, but it also wasn't just fluff. I honestly felt like this expanded the recruitment aspect of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. However, that's meant to be a compliment. A truly great DLC with some fun areas to explore. Here's the thing. I went into this game expecting a different origin story to be told, but finished in love with the story, characters, and setting. Sure, the combat I liked, I didn't necessarily love it, but there was so much to this package that was so well done. This game is truly the turning point for the series that Unity was supposed to be. Final score for this game is a big 9.5. And I gotta say, in 2023, I still absolutely love this game. It's one of my favorite in the series. And you know what? Let me just say this as well. I went really hard on Unity. I used Unity as the example because I do feel like Unity was supposed to be a big change in the series. And with its launch and, and different aspects, it's always been viewed negatively. But Unity is still a great game. Definitely check that if you get the chance. But honestly, looking back, I still feel the same way about Origins as I did when I wrote this. And if I'm being honest, I definitely think I'm going to be taking a trip to ancient Egypt real soon to finish up those side quests. Gamers, I would love to know your thoughts on this older episode. 
Gamers, I would love to know your thoughts on this Out of the Crypt episode and this review for Assassin's Creed Origins. Let me know at thegraveyardgamer at gmail.com, thegraveyardgamer on Instagram, or thegraveyardg on Twitter. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.